you've missed me. It's been a couple of weeks. Where have you been, Cassidy? Apparently a cyborg killed me. Yeah, that happened. Uh, but I'm back. Resurrected. Prodigal Son returns. Despite all you motherfuckers who didn't want me to come back. <laughs> hey, Seuss. Um, welcome to Scrubland. Woo! Woo! Uh, today, uh, DCL's taking a break. Uh, because apparently it's our thing now. We just take Big breaks. breaks. Um, but we got Christopher Burroughs. Hello. State motherfucking champion. Been there, well, done that. Used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking a, take, taking a year off the train. Yeah. Taking a year you actually off. Have a, you have a Rocky look going on tonight. I do. I got a yeah. Cap and the hoodie. Uh, we also sins. have uh, friends of the cast, J.J. Griffin. How's it going? And uh, Mr. Todd Creel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, what are we talking about today? Did anything happen to Magic? I don't even know. Uh, I took a week off and just... Well, forgot about magic. There's again. this new set that happened. Oh, um, I didn't forget about magic. Right, <laughs> and you, and I think you played in pre-releases and launch parties, so you were there. You, you Shut saw up. you saw a new Phyrexia happen. Shut up. Phyrexia's core is even tainted. Uh, Todd introduce himself. Every time you do oh yeah, Todd's everybody on the cast. Todd, who the fuck are you? Uh, I'm Todd Creel. I do stupid shit like draft Banta Infect and win tournaments with it. <laughs> and I make stupid deck lists at work all day that they criticize me about. That's about all I have to stand for. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. So here, check out this blue-black control deck running main deck virulent wounds. Like, what? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Mr. Sarkinval. Yeah, Sarkinval. Nah, that was pretty good. I love so, that. So, uh, um... You can play Sarkinval when you have Gaddock Teague on the board sometimes, right? <laughs> Only if Colosso Fuertes doesn't notice Fuertes. what Gaddock Teague says. Fuertes. Fuertes. Whatever his name is. Am I allowed to make racial slurs on the board? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. We are the, the most PC podcast on the network. Honestly. So, as I said, my so I shouldn't say, Unless it's French people. So I shouldn't French. say if Gaddy Teague was printed in Spanish, I would have got called on that. Right? Yikes. Uh, okay. I don't even know if he speaks Spanish. He's Mexican. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The dude's about as Spanish as they come, I think. <laughs> Except for Spanish people. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking racists. All right. So uh, yeah, what happened? That we had uh, we had some uh, new magic cards come out, mm-hmm. and we had some pros rocking these new magic cards. In, some, uh, some, or in Orlando, some Star City pros, some Star City pros. They're not, they're not all. None of them are really real pros. I just I just <laughs> want to get scooped into level eight. Fuck it. Yeah, I just want to play and get scooped into level eight. I guess I have to top eight. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't I have to sick? top eight eventually. To get scooped into a, a level eight. Well, apparently there's some animosity towards these <laughs> players for the, oh, I guess, what? the rampant Whatever. scooping. Yeah, I, Whatever. I, I, Whatever think about that. Kind of, I think that's pretty ridiculous. You know? It's like, you know what? If you and your friends are better, you guys could scoop each other into the top. Yeah, so. how about that? Yeah, whatever. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about Edgar Flores winning again. What is he, like, Jerry T. Jr.? <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't make the decks. He just plays the same one. Who knows? I tweet did he drop Gideon in Day of Judgment? Who knows what happens stuff? to him? What's called? He rotates out. Who knows? It was, was, a, was a Paul Chion who said that Edgar Flores could top eight with a ham sandwich. He may have. As long as ham sandwich had Stoneforge Mystic and, <laughs> and, and Squadron Hawks in it, I guess he probably could. Well, once a, one, and that guy Red Dead wins. <laughs> He'd be like, "What the hell is this Goblin Guide? Well, what does this do? Once does he upon fetch a time, out more Goblin Guides. <laughs> what if they get Squadron Hawk with a Silvok Lifestaff? I can't what? win." <laughs> Once upon a time, Chris Walterick used to be able to uh, top eight with sixty mountains, and uh, I, I don't know what happened to him. That guy fell off the train. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I don't think a deck with sixty mountains can win. Mm. You could psych your opponents out so hard. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! 
four mountains and fifty or uh, four valakuts and fifty six mountains could win. <laughs> sure, that's a deck. Oh my that's god, that's a deck. Oh, Done, dude. Done. Boom. I'm making that deck. Wait, wait. Can it just Run can it, it be four weekend. expedition map as well? <laughs> four expedition map. So you always find the valakut. <laughs> oh, that's a deck I want to talk about. What? Have you seen that? Uh, it was a uh, on Moto. Uh, it was a mono green deck, and its win condition was Ink Moth Nexus. It's the only thing that they can do to win okay. is Ink Moth Nexus. It sounds awful. And it played with Ancient Stirrings. It won an eight-man. It was an eight-man or a daily event? It was a daily event. Was it a daily event? Okay. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. One of our friends, John Davis, is over in the corner. He's just kind of like laughing He's dying at me. right now. Like, and this deck is like stupid. It's like Ancient Stirrings, and you play Ancient Stirrings because you can either hit your Ink Moth Nexus or you can hit a Expedition map. So you have eight shots with your look at five <laughs> to get an ink uh, next. This is terrible. Um, what is wrong with I don't with know. You? Like, it seemed all right. <laughs> I mean, what do you do I if they try to tech to play edge it? Just to see like how the hell it worked. But what do you do if they tech edge? What do you activate uh, ink playing, moth and vines of basswood? It? it was playing four main deck uh, vines of the basswood, and I think it had a number of indestructible creature spells. The the one green target creature is indestructible. Wow. From uh, what was it? Withstand death. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is um, terrible. I, mean, I like it. Yeah, but imagine like how he was just like, hey guys, remember that stupid ass deck that I made with Inkbox Nessus as the only win condition? I want a fucking daily with it. Dude. <laughs> like, uh, everyone's like, what? <laughs> that's, uh, okay, that is why Inkbox Nessus is now. Other than it the played oh, pop spells, <laughs> and it played with, that's about it. Ancient Stirrings, find an Inkbox Nessus with uh, Expedition Map or Ancient Stirrings, and it just played with a shitload of pump spells. Keep it alive and kill the fuck out of you. Basically. Dude. Ignore the squadron hawks. But the only reason that... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is the only reason that uh, Callblade was, didn't beat it is because Callblade isn't on Moto. Like, no one plays it. Cause it's because nobody can no afford chases. <laughs> no one can afford it. So How you're playing against a bunch of like mono-red and Valkyrie. I don't know. I don't even know what chases are. They're like some ridiculous number on Moto. They're 90-something tickets. Like are they? Get the hell out of here. It's like, cool. Like, hey, I just paid 90 tickets for this card that doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. They're DI tickets. Like, it, it could be it could be 20 tickets. People can't afford them. That's that's the point, is people cannot afford them. True. Uh, that deck was fun. That looked fun. <laughs> I like fun-looking decks. I like decks that win with a 1-1 creature. Except Cobblade. Cobblade's so <laughs> <laughs> Cobblade's awful. <laughs> but only if it's a land two. Only if it's a land also. Only if you can tap it for mana. Yeah. A deck winning with land or elves I'm on board with. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. Has anybody uh, looked at mono green aggro yet? Elves? No. You mean elves, right? Well, you could call it elves. There'd be elves in there like land or elves. Okay. How are you killing with mono green? Uh, Benjamin's Mir- Superion's pretty fucking good. That's pretty good. Uh, Dragon Bailoff's pretty good. Very like, strong. Has anybody looked at this deck yet? It's pretty good. I posted one on our Facebook and I got torn a new one. Yeah, I bet. Really? Everyone's like, Squadron Hawk, why is that in there? And I was like, it worked really good with Benjamin. Well, it was like, like, no, you know, no, no. Um, Take out Benjamin, <laughs> but it's, of course, Skyfisher, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. No, it was like, your, no, no, no. It was, no, no, no. They didn't say take out well, Benjamin. Who was telling you? Not Benjamin. They, they wanted me to your, take out Squadron Hawk. Right. It was your only white card, right? Uh, you, no, no, you no, Blade no, no, Splicer. No. You had, did you have Blade Splicer? Okay, fine. You, had, you also had Stoneforge, my second thing. No. No? Nope. Okay, so it was that was the whole point of the deck. It was like, let's make a Squadron Hawk deck without without Stoneforge. Okay. So whatever it was, you you sh- you should I hate playing with good cards. <laughs> you should No Jace, no Stoneforge Mystic, screw it. 
I want to put Leatherback Balos and Mir Superior. Oh, that a boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some real decks. Uh, these, these decks top aided. We just want to go over them, and uh, we even have a worst deck of the week this this week, boys. Bum, 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 by popular demand. Woo! Someone asked us to bring it back, and we're like, Yeah, I know. All right. I mean, we haven't we'll had shit on one. Some pros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw them. Uh. So we the first the first place deck is Edgar Flores playing the same deck he's been playing forever. All right, let me see this thing. And it's Callblade. And I know, I know. With him. Um, we basically it's it's just uh, the same thing that everyone's been expecting is your three your three equipment package is going to be Batter Skull, uh, Sword of Feast and Famine, and Sword of War and Peace. I'm still I'm a little surprised that Mortar Pod isn't in there, but. It's it in his seventy-five. Looks, it's, it's in his seventy-five. It's in his sideboard for good reason because, like, for a long time, it's like you ask a Callblade player, it's like, "What's your biggest fear?" And they're like, "Oh, turn two Lotus Cobra," and you're, and they're like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so, like, what's the best thing Callblade can do? Turn three more. Mortar bomb. <laughs> it's not great, but it is a thing. Um, well, I think the so. Main... The biggest thing about Flores's deck is that he dropped Gideon, right, and. Although a lot of the Esper decks did that too, um, the I guess there was a, a number of Dark Blade decks in the yeah, top eight. Dark Blade was like Jerry's uh, reinvention for the format, and then uh, you know Edgar Flores was just like, "Screw you! This is how I'm going to do it." <laughs> Screw you! Your deck still sucks against Tech Edges. Booyah! Ballin! <laughs> like everyone's like Dark Blade's like, "Yeah, let's play Dark Blade." Blah blah blah. It still gets blown up by Tech Edge, but nobody's played Tech Edge anymore. Did you even watch the top eight? Did you even watch see Todd Krill's record? I only saw the I only saw the I only saw the quarterfinals and the uh, I only saw the quarterfinals. Okay, I didn't see the top four, so I don't know whether I never got the they they didn't televise the Edgar Flores versus Burton Cheney matchup, right? So I don't know how critical the Tech Edges there were. Like that's I was wondering if anyone saw like. Maybe when he played against the Grixis deck, if the Tech Edges were like gave him an advantage, whereas a Dark Blade deck, more than likely they did. Yeah. Uh, I can only I mean, imagine that a Tech Edge is pretty good against any three color deck. Yeah, I, mean, I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm wondering, like, in beating the other Dark Blade decks, like, basically, it's basically what is better, edging someone out of the game or inquisitioning their Stoneforge out of their opening hand, or their sort uh, of edging them out of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Jerry T's philosophy on Dark Blade is like, you usually discard to create an opening, and you just surge through and kill your opponent before they can that, that didn't work for me in Dallas. I lost. I don't know. I mean, that's what, to me all I mean it barely worked for a number of Dark Blade players at this thing, but... Uh. Well, if everyone's playing three-color, three whatever the fuck they're playing, like, I don't know, there's people playing, like, Bant, like... Cobblade now because they want to play with Beast Within. There's people playing like you know all these Dark Blade decks, like all these Grixis and Rug decks. Like none of them are running Tectonic Edges, right? Yeah. So if they're just expecting everyone to kind of play with their little brews because a new set came out, mm-hmm. like Tech Edges, well, that's be a, really good. It's just, that's a common caveat <clears throat> after a new set comes out. Exactly, is exactly. that mono bases tend to be weaker. So if you have a deck that can take advantage of that, we used to have Ponza to do that, but then someone at Wizards decided they hated land destruction because players, yeah. new players hate land destruction. But then they gave us Stone Rain. And then they gave us, well, we don't have Stone Rain anymore. Uh, uh, they gave us Stone they Rain. Gave us they gave us Creature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, anyway, point is. Regardless. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, uh, think about it, like, just don't think about it because I can't talk. <laughs> I just, I, I do want to point out don't that Mortarpod and War and Peace do the, they're the, the, the mirror edge and they'll do basically the same thing. So I could definitely see, like, I, I dropped Mortarpod out of the deck, t- out of the main deck too because I was like, oh, I'm putting in War and Peace. War and Peace does just about the same thing. Both of them basically invalidate Squadron Hawks as a blocker slash right. attacker. So. Well, you weren't too worried. Like, Mortarpod was 
ninety percent for the Lotus Cobra. But yeah. I mean, like, if you're talking about uh, back to talking about the Callblade versus Darkblade, mm-hmm. like, refer back to the previous format. Yeah. That's the whole reason Blue White emerged as the strongest deck. Right. Was the same reason that you're wondering if it was like such a like, regardless of whether or not that was a huge factor in that particular game or yeah. set of games. That's the reason that Blue White is just going to be better than Darkblade right now. Darkblade's going to have a better matchup against the rest of the field, and Blue White's going to be ha- be better against the best deck, which is Callblade in general. I just didn't know whether whether things like Despise, like maybe you know, what I mean, like the new options open to that to the those colors, like maybe like put it. And plus, before like we, you can definitely say that Darkblade <laughs> is much better at fighting Splinter Twin than Blue White Blade is. Absolutely. Right. Okay, which is so why maybe I'm that, it's the rest of the field that's right. going to be good against. So I'm just I'm wondering if like. The, the new tool, the new options open to Darkblade like push it over the top compared to to Cobblade. On the other hand, I think Cobblade got dismember like that's really amazing. So I, I don't know. But. So has anybody thought about putting the Splinter Twin combo inside a Spark Blade? Yeah, I think it was there was a deck there. Right. Was it, I think it was Did a feature. I, I think it was a feature match. I, I think. I, I, mean, know. I know there was a deck there that was I mean, like pretty American legit. control. With, um, the only thing I can say about that is that. Double red's really hard to do. Yeah. It's not all that hard. You don't expect to combo them out on turn four. It's not something no, that, it's like a backup win condition. Uh, that's why they played an Inferno Titan in that deck when they when it was still popular for that two weeks last season. So you just expect to do it on deck? turn six. I don't even think you really need to run four it and four in the gets, deck. I mean, you can just like, kind of throw Mortar it in Mortar Pod there. invalidates the entire strategy. Okay. Like you can still you can run Splinter Twin combo. Over your Cunning Spark Mage, like, literally, it is the replacement. Like, the whole reason that you you run the third color in Callblade is to invalidate a, t- a type of strategy. Was, like, to, you know, the the Spark Mage originally was like, okay, I'm just going to beat Squadron Hawks because I get to kill them for free. And now it's like, well, the red is not going to be for these, you know, this mirror tech like for that particular mirror tech, because that entire piece of the game is invalidated by Mortar Pod. Instead, you're just like, here, guess what? I've got my regular strategy to beat you with, but P.S., I can randomly combo kill you. I got it. You run your own Mortar Pod, strap it to your Spark Mage. He no longer dies to Mortar Pod. Whoa. 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 Tech. Next level in that shit. What's up? Ruining my life. <laughs> you should write a book and call it like. Next level magic. <laughs> Last level magic. <laughs> <laughs> You've read the good book. Now read the shit. <laughs> I will say this about the about the floors list. It it looks like, I mean, the only removal in this deck is the, are the two condemns, which is also interesting that he well, stuck up condemns. It looks like a hooked dick. End of the are really good. Um, I mean, deck. it definitely looks heavily metagamed, and you have to remember that this guy got to skip over. The first, they get two round buys, right? Two yeah, round? two rounds. They got to skip over the first two rounds of the tournament, which basically puts them out of the reach of all the bad slash like basically all the decks they Wait get stopped by Valakar Rug. And I was told that there was a Mind Crank Blood Chief Ascension deck <laughs> at four zero. My my God, did Edgar Floors knock it out of contention? I don't. Know <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> he must just might have. Um, but I mean, you know, just two, there's no Gideons in it. There's no days in it. There's only the two condemns, and there's, there's two the days in the seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Postport, he's right. He has you. You have the day of judgments in the house, but I'm just, I'm just surprised that it's. He's basically just like, you know what? Batterskull and War and Peace are gonna get me there, 
and they did. You know, what, what really it was, I mean, let's just be honest, is Edgar Flores has been playing the deck forever, and he could probably play any 75 yeah. and Whatever. be pretty Someone probably scooped with him it. into the win. Oh, <laughs> that is, honestly. I do yeah. think it's, I, do, I really do think it's interesting that he stuck with Condemn. I really didn't, I don't like Condemn anymore. It's still it's, good against, like, I mean, why is it bad? Anything not running War and Like, they go get a War and Peace, I was like, okay, well, I can use Into the Royal, right? Like it's still good against lots of things. That's true. I just I would rather have the the option of the Into the Royals and the Dismember. Like I don't want to have to like use the Into the Royal and risk the chance that you have a spell pierce monolith can just spoil my day. I just I want to be able to drop a planes turn one and then turn to you drop your Mystic and I'm like okay into your turn I'll Dismember it I'll kill it. Now I drop my own Mystic and I've completely reversed the tempo around even though you were on the play. Right. That's Except why like, they've got that sword in their hand and then turn three they just play the sword. You have to be playing spell pierce as well. Right. But they have like you have to be playing spell pierce as well. Yeah, and spell pierce is not super fantastic against this meta game, especially when everyone's dropping their Gideons. Like it's great to be. I mean, it's great to be able to beat like a, a uh, Jason Mind Sculptor randomly, but spell pierce is not fantastic in this format. Tell that to Edgar Flores, who's running four. That's fine. That's fine. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's super fantastic in this format. It's good against Splinter Twin and Big Jace, and uh, anyone who's a competent player will be playing around these cards. Well, if you, if you this, make them this, play around it, then you're buying your turns anyways. You're getting your tempo without playing a spell. This is a this That's is a, awesome. It's called a mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really important part of the game. No, this I think is John a, Davis will go ahead. And no, me up. No, 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 no. He's no. like absolutely not. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way. This is a fresh format. This is a completely f- clean format, and people aren't going to be playing, aren't going to know exactly what to play around. Spell Pierce is really freaking good for that week and maybe next week if they're lucky. But people who are going to understand that, the, okay, well, something I wanted to talk about was discard in this format. Discard is huge in this format, and it's actually really good. The three discard spells that we have, Duress we've had forever, Inquisition we've had for enough time, we only just started appreciating it, and now we have this new Hits Planewalkers and Creatures discard spell. People don't know how to play a discard spell in Magic the Gathering. People don't know what, like, people have a really hard time discerning what time in the middle of the game. People love, you know, you know, the turn one preordain or the turn one check out my duress or check out my inquisition. Like, I want to see your hand. I want to be able to sculpt my next couple turns. That's fine. How about on turn four, turn five, or turn six? Which of those three turns do you get to play your one discard spell? A lot of people have a really hard time discerning which is the right turn. And it's really, it's, it's one of the harder skills in Magic because, du- like, duress effects have not always been great. Therefore, it's not <clears throat> something that everyone plays with. Basically, and, uh, I think it, you just kind of need to know what your deck is doing and what, what game plan and what, what you're afraid of. Like, right. you don't need to worry about getting the Gideon out of their hand if they've only got three lands in play. <clears throat> like, if you're worried about a Jace, then go ahead and cast it because you want to get rid of the Jace. If you're only worried about a Gideon, which a lot of, like, you know, weird decks like vampires and stuff are, like, yeah, just go ahead and hold on to it. Like you can play your 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 mana more efficiently. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just I, you just kind of just need to know what your game plan is for your play own testing deck. Testing is really what it comes down to. Play testing against all the metagame decks and figuring out what's the best play against a particular deck. Yeah. A lot of it, yeah. And I just, I mean, I, like I, but I, I still, I still believe that it's a it's a large uh, skill and a huge leg up on your opponents if you just know when to cast your discard spells. And in combo decks, it's a little more obvious because you're like, hey, I'm going to combo it two turns from now. But not not everyone even thinks two turns from from where they are. And it's it's just it, it, you're you're absolutely right. It comes with practice. And with those people, we have a deck called Red Deck Wins. Look into it. <laughs> 
pretty good for people that don't need to think. Dude, two I, ahead. I was I was looking for deck lists to talk about on the cast today, and I saw some crazy shit online. Yeah, like TCG player had some weird decks up. There's like there's one that was running like uh, the Furnace Scamp. Yeah, it was running <laughs> Furnace Scamp and uh, Kiln Fiend. What's Furnace Scamp? So Furnace Scamp is the guy from the this. new set. He's a one one creature for one red. Uh, when he connects with your opponent, you can sacrifice it for three damage. Absolutely, to yeah. the face. Yeah. Um, There's a whole cycle of those cards, in which actually set. doesn't seem awful. No, it doesn't. Except it's a one-one. It deals four damage if it connects. It's pretty good for one mana, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I would love to hit them on turn two with it, and if they're on the play, then I think you're just screwed in a thousand ways. But well, no, nah, they're not gonna block that guy. He's a one-one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna block it with? I mean, the trick I'll is sack my squad hog to get rid of your one-one. <laughs> it's not like the trick is on the card or anything. Well, no. I mean, that's people don't read cards. <laughs> what, what game are you playing? <laughs> that the, the the way that deck seemed to play out is like it would just scoot in incremental damage and just kind of blow them out all at once. So, I mean, when you I put them know, in a predicament where they got to decide between I might let this killing fiend get in and they might hit me with a instant or sorcery, you know. So this is a or mono I might red block deck. This one one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's going to guarantee deal me four, but that killing fiend could just double bolt me and hit for seven. You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> you put them in a predicament. <laughs> a predicament. A predicament. predicament. <laughs> so this is a mono red deck. Did Furnace, was Furnace Camp and Killing Fiend really what impressed you? Or what, what was impressed I was just surprised that someone was playing Killing Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> I and Trulo plays Killing all the time. Skitter of Lizards. <laughs> Skitter of Lizards! Dude, man, it's a 1-1 one, one on turn 1, but guess what? On turn like 6, he could be a 3-3. Three, three. If you draw him and you already have Koth in play, you just bring Koth down. Oh, I, I still like, like a 5-5 five, five haster. I still like Swipe That Ass. Swipe That Ass is like, <laughs> going to be one of, the, one of the strongest plays in this new oh, format, yeah. people. It's just yeah, turn virulent. 1 Goblin Guy, turn 2 Virulent Swipe on Goblin Guy. <laughs> 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 virulent Swipe That Ass. Uh, it's, it's a, a Trulo special right it's there. A it's a blowout. It's an absolute blowout. Wallen, you've halved their life total basically, basically. By, on turn two. Kevin True Love coming for the title. <laughs> Brad Nelson, watch out! Well, obviously, you play another you got right Marcy out. You're like, Baby Foot Patterson, Kevin True Love coming oh. for you. <laughs> Boom, dude! It's all over at that point. It is all over. Forget about it. Hell, you could assault throw, then virulent swipe, then get in. <gasps> nice colonnade, bro. What? God, this is awful. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the other decks in the, in the top eight. Uh, I really like... You haven't finished the blue-white, blue-black discussion. Like, Someone needs to explain okay. the difference. So, blue-white... jump in. But blue-black, when blue-black gets despised, blue-black... You guys are going to talk No, about it's blue, you. Uh, blue-black, when blue-black gets despised, it gives it eight different ways in which to steal the tempo of who's the aggro in the matchup. It's all about Stoneforge Mystic. So you have eight different ways to ensure they don't get to cast Stoneforge Mystic, and you get to cast yours first. Before, Blue-Black was always reactive. The reason you saw Blue-Black-White Cawblade rise up through Tectonic Edge is because now they have eight ways to make sure my Stone Stoneforge Mystic resolves before yours does, fucker, and you fucking lose. Right. Because right. I have sort of War and Peace. So that's why you have so much Blue-White-Black, is because now they can actually be the aggro, where before they always had to be reactive. Unless they had Inquisition of Coslet. Right. So they're using so the hand disruption. Less, is, less, is, a defensive, less is a defensive measure, but more as like push through my ass. It's yeah. eight ways to make sure you don't cast Stoneforge Mystic before me if you win the fucking die roll. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chance the fact that you can blow my mana base up 
Plus, if you haven't ever got to swing with Creeping Tar Pit with a Sword of War and Peace, it's fucking game over. That's <laughs> just a side note in case you haven't ever got to do that. But it's mainly because they have eight different ways to steal the tempo, where before, blue, black, white was always reactive. Right. Now it actually gets to be proactive and can steal the tempo. That's the difference. Now, that's that, that's a really huge difference, because it used to be just take your swords, and then I beat you that way. So That was... Pretty excited about that. Jay Dizzle. By the way, JD, John Davis, ju- jumping in, dropping some knowledge. So I guess, be, everybody so at this table is balls. Jason said, like, you use a disruption <laughs> to create a window, and you just yeah. go aggro on it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, well, it, it's, not, it's not to create a window. It's just to absolutely, like, make sure that your plays happen in order and theirs don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's, it, talk about having a tempo deck and then like a tempo versus tempo matchup where you screw their tempo right. that's just the game okay all right so blue white because everyone's going to ask this uh actually i think it's even no it's not but we should probably answer that so blue white or blue white black around the table it's a uh, it's absolutely even and it depends on the draws and it also depends on the caliber of the player like literally it's a huge difference I think that the only reason that Bertoncini came in fourth with his dark blade list is because he's a rug player and he's been playing rug forever and he's also just a, an incredible magic player he's been playing magic forever mm-hmm. so he's, he's gonna play magic for like two years okay <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that is have you ever hung around Alex Bertoncini he's all magic he literally plays magic every day for like probably three or four hours a day just doing that like he just does that all the time that's all he does so that when i say forever i mean it's i i've been playing for five years and i bet you he has more hours played than i do you'd probably watch more porn fair enough probably <laughs> all bet, y'all who couldn't bet, hear that i burrs to see more porn yes. than burton chini has played magic. Jasmine's got me. i have blown out all of you guys in porn yeah i probably watched more porn in one day than you've watched in like the past month <laughs> hell out of here Cassidy. I'm, like, I'm in some crazy shit dude. Like, that guy's got three jobs he works like 12 hours a day you know what i don't sleep <laughs> i just go home and watch porn for another 12 hours because that's how i relax when he pops off it's like a dust cloud <laughs> <laughs> nah man i make sure that i drink a lot <laughs> you stay hydrated yeah okay i stay hydrated with whiskey <laughs> yeah that's how I do it. um uh, awful so i'm sure i'm sure Casby, you're a blue white man right uh i uh, oh i don't know after this weekend i don't know well all right here's my thing like i had an answer to cobblade mm-hmm. in in the venser control deck. i had a really good matchup against cobblade and it had a just awful deck awful awful game against valakut but i was just like okay valakut's I just hope to dodge it because everyone not, nobody wants off. to play Valakut anymore because to everyone's played Cobbley. Yeah, yeah. That's so I was like, yeah, yeah, just it's like, what, what, like I don't, I don't have to worry about my bad matchup. Nobody's gonna play it. So, um, and then uh, a little two drop came out that fucks up every everything that I can think about in my blue eye control against Cobbley. Fucking spell skite. Fucking spell skite. Fucking Catalina wine mix. Like I love that. Card. Someone was like, "Spellsky just fucks you up," and I was like, "No way, dude! I play Tumble Magnets." They're like, and they just looked at me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> they could pay two life to make me tap their Spellsky, can't Duh. they? And I was like, "At least Spellsky's tapped." Absolutely. Oh, dude, it's I can't really tap important. it again. <laughs> I don't care how many Tumble Magnets I have on the board, right? 
But that guy, um, he's seen a lot of play in this top eight. Like, he was playing in the Grixis Exarch deck. Friggin' amazing. That guy. Amazing. That guy's gonna be format defining. Why did they have to make it an 04? Why did they have to make it too colorless? Everybody can play him. It's not fair. So. So what? I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Oh, no. I'm just curious which, which like, because I think the. I think the thing that viewers are probably going to question is, are, everyone's going to be asking themselves is, do I play the blue white version that won, or play the blue white black version that filled up how many slots in the top eight? Four? I think you uh, play I blue white. I personally think the blue white's better. The blue white's better, and you need to alter the deck list around. I mean, what's the weakest card in the blue white list? Let me see this. I think condemned. That's just me. Blue white list. The blue white list. Okay. I think the weakest think card that I can see. I think Islands are the worst card in the deck. <laughs> They don't do anything for you. They turn one preordained. <laughs> so when you keep, you keep really bad... Hands, if you have to turn one preordained, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Am I reading this wrong, or did <coughs> Edgar Floyd's really only one run... Oh, he ran six Jaces, no Gideons. Right, Very right. Nice. No okay, so he wins the Jace Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't like Spell Pierce. I think four into the Royals is the right number. Whoa. Condemn is the weakest card. Four into, into the Royal is so good right now. It's so much better than Mana League. Particularly when running eight counters. I mean, that's no, dude. That's the like... counter spells are the weak spot in that deck. At any point, somebody can do Deceiver Exarch and Splinter Twin and anything like that. And Into the Royal answers that after they've already casted it, assuming they don't just go off and win. If you have a Tumble Man and you can tap their Deceiver Exarch, it's only going to buy you one turn. However, if you have Into the Royal in your hand, you can just bounce it back to their hand. Okay, well, and they have to start the whole thing over again. You can't mail like something that's already on the board. Spell Sky eats that too. Spell Sky does eat that. You need, but, but two man- your mana leak isn't really going to help that either because your call blade turns are pretty much already set in stone if you want to win, right? I mean, you're going to get turn one land, pass turn, turn two stone forge mystic. You're not going to want to leave your mana untapped. Otherwise, you would just be playing blue white control, which is, which is viable archetype. Somebody should play blue white control and just see how it does. Shut up. Casby, I like your Vincer deck. I love my Vincer deck. Vincer gives me a chubby. I know. <laughs> I've been you should him, see I, the changes I've been, that I've made to it. I've been like, wanting him to work so like long. It's, like it, started <laughs> off, it started off with me dropping Condemns and just adding Into the Royal and Tumble Magnet in their spot. And I was just like, all right. And then Todd Scott was like, oh, you know, like Wall of Moments and Seagate Oracle is really bad right now, right? And I was like, ah, shit. Todd Scott, that's Todd. The, too, right? Whack Todd. Wag Todd, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the other Todd. Um, and then he was like, oh, uh, Wall of Omens and uh, Seagate Oracle is pretty bad. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, okay, well, I'll play Main Deck Leon and Relic Orders and Guard Gomazoa. And <laughs> Holy crap. Do Guard Sounds Gomazoa. like a babyfoot deck. Guard yeah. Gomazoa. What beats Guard Gomazoa? Bolt. Nothing. Bolt? How many bolts are in Cobblade? Four, if they're playing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm probably just going to play some janky-ass brew this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, How about well. we just name cards that we think are good and let everybody that's listening go ahead and make a deck. You know cards, cards I think are good? Skitherix. I think Skitherix. Skitherix. I think Tetherix Prophetic good. Prism. Somebody make a Prophetic Prism deck no, and post God it. damn it. Play it. Todd. Don't listen, listen to Burroughs. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, I just saw Burroughs play Rug Twin. It was okay. And get curb stomped by a soul sutures suture priest and souls ward or soul attendant. <laughs> but the thing is you need to have multiple in your deck and at that point you're playing uh literally it is just uh well John Davis let, let's have you explain it. 
John Davis, this is John Davis's deck. From it's, my angle, it, it looks like it just eats combo alive. It's got eight of the Soul Warden effects on creatures, and it's also got a combo in it. So tell us more about this deck. Sure. It's uh, basically it's just Soul Sisters with um, Stoneforge Mystic to get the standard package of artifacts. In addition to that, you also gain Infinite Life with Patrick Chapin's Metamorph and Lean and Warden combo. And then why the fuck not play a Johnny Pride Mage? So you have a pretty good matchup versus Blue Black White Splinter or Blue Black uh, Red Splinter Twin. It's not a very difficult matchup for you. And my personal favorite is the Callblade matchup is fun. For those of you who don't know, um, when you have a Soul Warden in play and you have a Lean and uh, Relic Warden and you play a Metamorph, the Metamorph comes in play, copies the Relic Warden. When it copies the Relic Warden, the removing artifact from the game goes on the stack which removes the Phyrexian Metamorph from play. Then the Metamorph comes back in play as the Leonin Relic Warden that it's copying's ability returns it to play. This allows it to loop continuously. As that happens, your Soul Warden gains life. The key is at this point, a Johnny's Pride Mates can continue to get infinite plus one plus one counters. And then typically, most of the time, usually if you're playing against uh, Cobblade, they'll have a Sword of War in peace. As the last trigger when the Metamorph comes in play, you stop the combo of having it cycle and you have it copy the Sword of War and Peace, equip your Johnny Pride Maiden, and kill him. If you don't have a Pride Maiden play, you just have infinite life, and they have to Jace you, and that's really not going to happen. You have a ton of creatures. And if you're playing against the X Deceiver, X Arc combo, <coughs> they have to deal with eight of your Soul Wardens, which is problematic to begin with. Insane. And then in addition to them having to deal with eight of your Soul Wardens, heaven forbid you ever actually get a Sword of War and Peace on a Soul Warden, because then they have to, like, Jace it back to your hand as they're only out, you're still playing Squadron Hawks. You're still playing all the normal cards that White plays. Um, the only weird cards you probably play are Brave the Elements. So it's just basically White Weenie Soul Sisters with uh, Infinite combo. Life combo. Yep. Um, so far, I don't know. I haven't played against anybody that's beat it, but I haven't got to play more than about 100 games so far. And yeah, it's pretty nasty to start with. But that deck does seem pr pretty strong. And I... I've never been one for aggro decks, but I love me some combo. So at some point, I may actually jam the two together and make it okay. <laughs> I don't but, like 4-4 four, four Johnny Bridemates. I do like 300-300 Yeah, I love Johnny I will play anything that John Davis recommends. Uh, I've told John Davis on a number of occasions. After he put rug tempo in my hand with blood braiding into resounding waves, blood I was like, <laughs> John Davis, I will play whatever. <laughs> like, he handed me the deck to play. We were playtesting at McDonald's. Right. And he was like, hey, Kazzy, I think you'll like this. I looked at it. I was like, this is fucking garbage. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, blood braid. What is blood braid? Like, blood braid into spreading seas is just awful. Spread them. He's like, no, man. You can you can blood braid into spreading seas or resounding wave. And I just threw it at him. I was yeah. like, no like, fucking no, way. No, screw that. And then he was like, watch. And I saw him play against, you know, I don't know, whatever it Todd was Scott was Jund. playing. It was Jund. playing against yeah. Jund. And then I think he played blue white because it's fucking Todd Scott. And I just watched it curb stomp both those games. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. John Davis is a lot like Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid. You show up to him and you're all woolly and arrogant. You don't want to listen. And he's just messy do these weird off-the-wall shits like paint his fucking fence and wash his car. And then three weeks later, all of a sudden, I know Kung Fu. And you're just blowing people out in tournaments. Top eighting with his decks. Speaking of top eighting, in that exact tournament, I played against Casby. In the play-in game to make top eight, <laughs> in which he's playing the deck I handed him, and I'm playing Jund. Oh, and God. he's like, do you want to play it? I was like, 
um, I was like, would you like to concede? And Cash was like, no, let's just play it out. And then I had Green Mana the whole time, and he curb stomped me completely. In front <laughs> yeah. of, I think I took like no, no, 10 no, no. from he him. Also to, cheated. Be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, I play against uh, John Davis, and it's John Davis's baby. So I'm sitting there, and I, I'm like, okay, I think I want to do – like I'm talking it out with John Davis. I was like, I think I want to do this. And he's like, no, no, no. If you can do this, do this instead. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's better for you. And I'll be like, all right, I'll do that. And then he's like, all right, cool. Draw, pass. And I was like, okay, draw. I was like – Bloodbraid into Resounding Wave. I was like, all right, I think I want to bounce this. And he's like, no, you should bounce this. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, bounce that. And I was like, okay, bounce that. He's like, okay, draw, go. <laughs> so he like walks me through me curb stopping him. Like he's like, no, you should probably do this. Like, okay. Like he just wants to see his like his little baby, like, like this brew, be like, uh, go. The the key is game three though. Game three, you swing. Okay. You put me to three. I swing back for lethal, and you're like, you think for a little while, you think for a little while. I'm playing, uh, you know, I'm just playing standard stock, John, nothing exciting. And you go ahead and lightning bolt one of my creatures. At this point, I remind you that I am technically at three life. And then you say, oh, okay, well, I'll just kill you. And then I scoop my cards up and show you the lightning that was going to kill you. That was the actual end of the match, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I also do remember, uh, I asked you, I was like, how do I sideboard? And you're like, I'm not going to tell you that. That is and so 100% I true. And I didn't take out, I, I brought in, like, spark mages. And you're like, why did you bring in spark mage? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was good against play to GP because you were playing, like, the landfall deck. The landfall jund. And uh, it was funny because, like, no, you're not supposed to leave that guy in. And, like, <laughs> like I beat you with Spark Mage that game. <laughs> and you're like, uh, that's not supposed to be in the deck. And I was like, it did good that time. And you're like, yeah, it did, but you're not supposed to have that in the deck. And I was like, I mean, it seemed good here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to be. I was like, okay, sorry. You are correct. Got lucky, you, sucker. <laughs> I didn't get lucky. He just beat the quad GP draw with the Spark Mage. Oh. <laughs> Happens. Nasty. So, anyways, enough sucking John Davis's dick. Right, so yeah, he's a genius. What can I say? He's, he's, he's like Richmond's Billy Marino. What can I say? No, it's, <laughs> no, except, no, it's, no, it's, it's really good when you play longer than everybody else, and therefore they just assume you're better when you're just old. That's really and truthfully the difference. Um, what's my excuse? Because I'm old and I've been playing forever. No you, comment. Your <laughs> excuse is that you're porn king. So therefore, you haven't been fully devoted to masturbating. <laughs> See, all those hours that I've been devoting to masturbating, I could have been just playing ma- magic. Yeah, just just learn to satisfy less and work out more. So one could say you're a jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Was wondering yeah, Todd Creel's never coming back on. So. <laughs> and with that, boys, let's take a break. We're going to smoke cigarettes. We'll be back. Yeah. Cancer. Uh, 
Uh, so, all right. So, we're going to touch on a couple more standard decks, and then we're going to talk about uh, the new limited format. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of worst deck of the week. Cause, yeah. Because why not? There's some awful shit on top eights. Bringing it on back. Actually, our top eight. Our, our worst deck of the week didn't top eight. No, ninth, ninth <laughs> place. Oh, God. Um, so, Chris Burroughs, what got eighth place at Star City? Eighth place at Star City. Turned out to be this Valakit deck, and uh, it's a Valakit I can get along with. Um, Look at that. Look at that. What? Main deck. Oh, you mean the Nature's Claim, all four of them? Yeah. It was miserable. You want to give me a deck somebody? All right, there we go. All right, it's... Okay, so it's got four Nature's Claim main, which is miserable. (laughs) Awesome. No, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. Sweet metagame choice. Like, if that's the only way that Valakit survives, awesome for you, but that's a really mediocre deck. Like... You've got Gross Spasm, which makes you faster than the other Valakid decks. You're only playing two Inferno Titan because of War and Peace. You're, you're playing two Avenger of Zendikar because they're not playing... Uh, they're, they're they playing, dropped their days. They dropped their days. Yeah. And somehow he knew they dropped their days in their Gideons. I don't know. Um, and I don't know. He's the. I mean, but the deck is not... It's There's no way I'd play this. It's got four Nature's Claim main and three Ricochet Trap in the board. So basically I'm playing seven cards down from 75. As far as I'm concerned, like awesome, you've got your swords and they're taken out of the game. Um, you still probably beat me with your counter spells. Like, no way, dude. No, somebody's trap is the weak card. I mean, you're play- right, if thanks. you're playing against Callblade, they're playing four mana leaks, so you have four cards out of their sixty that actually trigger the summoning trap against you. Otherwise, you're hard casting a summoning. And trap, on top of is- that, like if you if you make them play fair by making all their creatures swing for one damage. You're fine. It's, yeah. Okay. It just claim is a strong card in the meta game. All right. The 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 power of cards in Valakit goes number one Primeval Titan, number two Oracle of Moldiah, number three Summoning Trap, number four uh, Green Sun Zenith. If they were playing no counter spells, and it's not playing any oracles, and it's you know I, I'm I'm just not terribly impressed. I'm really not terribly impressed. I like the Inferno Titans and the Avengers overall in the deck. It's playing okay. It's playing eight targets for your summoning trap, which is awesome because usually a lot of people have been playing seven. So I mean, they, I guess they just expect you to counter. It's it's just like it's a lot like my state's deck. You just play whatever titan you get to, and they counter it, and you're like summoning trap. Hope I had it. I will say like, that I will say I I wish that either cultivate or gross spasm was harrow. Like um, no, I absolutely don't like. Okay. <laughs> He knows that Spell Pierce is going to be good in a, in an early format, especially against uh, a blue-white... Uh, or, or, sorry, not a blue-white. Blue... Harrow's a better late-game top deck, though. Uh, well said. Okay, that's fine. I'd still play... Uh, I mean, if it was if it, if it took the place of Gross Spasm, I'd be all right with it. But Gross Spasm, it's just... The deck needs to be faster since it's cutting down on and its actual cards to play Nature's Claim. See, like, that's your that's your... You have to give up something. So you have to play this crappy growth spasm. It's, it's crappy because it's sorcery speed, and you can't ever get in on someone with the two lands that you get from Harrow that makes right. Valkyrie active. I but you, you, you just have to be faster in some way. So, all right, let's do the worst deck of the week. Let's do it. I mean, worst Lewis, deck of the week. Louis Laskin made the, the worst deck of the week this week. and Of course he did. Louis of course Laskin, did, who right? is that guy? No, this guy, this guy, like, I, I seriously feel like this guy could be, like, tier one all over, like, Ed, Edgar Flores is nuts, like, just, just 
the same level player as all of these really high level players in the Star City Game Pro Pro Club. But he keeps playing these like off off the wall versions, if not off the wall entire decks that that he has. Like he was playing uh random Vengevine deck for that one top sixteen and he's now now he's playing this deck Esper Tempo. It's got the same it's it's literally literally uh Esper Callblade cut the stone. Oh, sorry, cut the Squadron Hawks for two Vampire Nighthawk and a random uh, kill spell package plus a Divine Offering. Wait, did I miss the ruling on Vampire Nighthawk? I, it it does search out other Vampire Nighthawks, right? Correct. Right, right. Oh, okay. Also blocks just, a sorted bird. Oh, okay. just making sure that. That, that it does. It, stuff. it definitely does that. Yeah. Right. I didn't realize it was just. I already the, defended that, and I think I defended it pretty well. How's that? Um, if your opponent sees you play out your first couple turns of black white. They're going to put you on if you if you go black blue land land stoneforge mystic. They're going to put you on cobblade. Aren't you probably going to like ninety some time be trying to put a black source into play to cast a duress effect on turn one? He does have seven of them. Right, so. you turn one duress, you turn two stoneforge mystic. I'm saying, but once they see black, oh well, that's you're right. They're not. Once they see stoneforge right, mystic, right, they're going to put right. you on cobblade. I'm, I'm very bad. I'm very bad. They're going to put you on cobblade, and then they go and they play their turn two stoneforge mystic, and they go find sword of war and peace because it's good against squadron. Right. And then you turn through your Nighthawk. Right, because there's two of them and you hit them every game. Absolutely. Well, that's, that was my thing. I was like, if you're going to play Nighthawk, well. you just play four of them. And that's why you're not <laughs> type of eight Lewis Laskin. I'm sorry. Good try. I mean, it's the reason that he so can play. Type eight. So you're not top eight. Top, top eight. eight. <laughs> I mean, ninth. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure, like, literally to be in ninth place, he must have lost one of his first three rounds. Like, and I can, I, I mean, I don't mean to be a douchebag about it, but I can see why. I mean, it's cool that he's playing Spellskite, man. That's awesome. Really good for him. But uh, to to play a one-of package of one Mana Leak, one Divine Offering, and two Kill Spells, Dismember and Doomblade. Dismember and Doomblade, I'm all on board for. He's always going to win the Jace Wars. He's playing seven of them. He's uh, uh, And three Despise. So if he doesn't hit any of your dudes, he's going to hit your Jaces. Well, he's, awesome for you. Yeah, he's running four Inquisitions and three Despises. Those are pretty much Kill Spells. Yeah. So, like... He's also playing five man lands, awesome for him. Four tarpit, one colonnade, because that colonnade just needs to get there sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you need a four four, not a three two. And, and you know, colonnade is, is in that in wait, effect. Colonnade is a better blocker than yeah. creepy tarpit is. I am absolutely sorry. I said four. I'm sorry. I said five. I meant six. He's got the Ikmoth Ik- Nexus as well because he can afford to. Because Mize. That's Mize. why. In um, all fairness, Vampire Nighthawk is the weak card in the deck, and it does put in. I, all right now. The whole, honestly, the, whole the one behind, mana leak to me seems retarded. Uh, you know, somehow, okay. somehow it even ver- it, it even validates one Malakir Blood Witch in the board. How sick is that? That should probably mm. just be one hard counter, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Like, like absolutely. Um, also, divine offering. I agree with. I think Vampire Nighthawk is actually pretty good. Like, I don't like two as the number no, of it. Like, if you're gonna nine. run Nighthawk well, over, maybe three. Miss, maybe if you're gonna three. run Nighthawk over Hawk, you run four. I think. Because if you yeah. want to play it out, like if you want to play at the out very turns least, like you that. cut the last mana leak and you put in the Nighthawk and you put the counter spells on the board. Running one mana leak isn't consistent, and running two Nighthawks isn't consistent. So you're going to have games where you want the Nighthawk and you get the one mana leak, or you don't get anything. Right. right. To be a tempo deck, don't you have to hit your cards on point every yeah, you need game? To be consistent, tempo right? means you have to be more consistent than your opponent, right? Like, doesn't that make sense? I don't know. I guess. 
I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Also, what is Predator's Grasp? Predator's Grasp is the one that goes to your opponent's library yeah. for one and two black. It's really good and limited. Play it. It's yep. really fucking good and limited. That's, that's, I don't that's, know how really it is. Good that's a constructed guard? Oh, I think it's T- a constructed card. Can, can you tell me why? Because I'm going to look through your deck and I'm going to take your Sword of Feast or Famine. Have fun. Beat me now. You literally, you literally take it out of your deck. You literally play it against the opposing Stoneforge Mystics decks. The problem with his deck list, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said he played Doom Blades, correct? Yeah, one Doom Blade. One Doom Blade. Okay, does he play Go for the Throats? No. Uh, Dismember instead. Uh, nowhere he does not play it at all. Okay, because the problem is the, he's teched out. He's like, I'm going to be super cool in tech and main deck this spell Skype, but then I'm going to be retarded and I'm not going to play Go for the Throat, a card that spell Skype can't redirect to itself. Right. So he's going to be aware that there are other combo decks. He's going to tech out against it, but then not put himself in position to take advantage of what he believes is tech well, by playing go for the throats in the main so that his opponents, that if they also tech out, can't redirect to Spellskite. So it's like, I got this great tech, but then I'm going to plan that nobody else is going to play it. Okay. And I'm going to put myself be, in a bad situation. You want to be, be super friggin' on, on point about this? How about I've got my spell skite and some random dude in play, and my man, my counter spells have put you off by a turn or two, and we both got spell skites in play because I've got as many as you do. Let's just assume we both have them in play. I can afford to pay more more times than you can. So uh, every time you try to resolve your uh, Splinter Twin with your spell with your spell skite in play, I'm going to pay for as many times as you pay, except you're going to die. Or try to you're gonna basically lose and we're gonna we're gonna end up at uh, one and three life or something like that. Uh, small aside, is Precursor Golden like dead now? Like he's gone, right? We're he not, he better be. He's yeah. not. Okay, so that that pretty much makes go for the throat surge way over doom. Yeah. Also, also go for the just throat because it's not at all. The main reason Disagree. he's dead. Is that everyone and their mother is playing into the royal for the combo? You yeah. don't want to give everybody who you play against an ancestral a, a three recall. cards. Yeah, it's okay. not a good idea. So yeah. I mean, he's done. You yeah. can so, still play him if you want, but anytime Valka's main decking four nature claims, I'm not trying to make <laughs> Precursor Golem my go-to guy. Right. I'm just gonna say that part. Uh, Although he's still, the he's still the in, you go ahead, man. I was gonna say Precursor Golem is still on the board of of blue black control decks because against. Uh, Squadron Hawk deck, he's still pretty freaking strong. Yeah, right. Because not all the Squadron Hawk decks are uh, jumping a ship to dismember yet. Okay. Now, I still put Doomblade way over Go for the Throat in any deck I make that has black in it. Okay. Alright, guys. We're going to talk about some limited, the new Phyrexian style. Yeah. Like, I, okay. So, how much different is it to draft a block backwards? A three-set block backwards? This one seems like, <sighs> besides the flavor aspect. All right, Scarf and Mirrodin had a good number of bombs. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say my piece and let you guys tear into me. Okay. Yeah. Scarf and Mirrodin had a good number of bombs. Okay. Sure. Had Sunblast Angel. Had Horde Smelter Dragon. Sure. Had various six drops that were really, really good. Don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Um, Mirrodin Besieged, similar. Had Phyrexian Rebirth, had uh, Victory's Herald. Phyrexian Crusader. Phyrexian Crusader. Like, uh, just a lot of rares that were just really, really good. Um, Phyrexian Crusader and Mirrodin Crusader, like, weren't auto-wins, but, like... They're pretty fucking strong. A lot of the six drops were not really auto-wins, but they were definitely put you way, way ahead. Um... 
my feelings on the new set are like there's a lot more good cards that are just like really crippling. Like all the Praetors, all the Chancellors. In draft? In draft. Like basically if you if you my my thing is like if you draft like one of those huge creatures, like the the format I feel like is a lot slower unless you draft like the nuts like fucking metalcraft deck. Like you draft like all these porcelain legionnaires. It's like really fast aggro deck. Okay? There's the nuts metalcraft, there's the nuts poison to keep everything in check. The nuts poison deck we already decided was just bad. <laughs> really? Okay. It's not gonna happen. Like unless you just get lucky as shit and just draft like three plague stingers in pack three, it's probably not gonna be fast enough. Um just because Mirrodin Sage had a lot of good powerful infect cards, but they were very slow. Um what you got what I feel like you get in, in Mirrodin in New Phyrexia is like you get these all these Praetors, um all these chancellors, and if you draft one of those, you can just draft a pretty garbage deck that just gets you to a late game. You're just like, okay, I'll play these lines for my second chump block, or I'll play like these perilous mirrors and like you just chump block my way to turn seven. Like those are good cards in their own right, but I'm saying like they're not great. But if like your game plan is to just stall until you get to game to turn seven, where you drop like, okay, now I'll play this six six guy with flying a lifelink. Um, your turn to slags, your dismembers are garbage. Like you have very few outs that just kill creatures in the set. There are okay, so <coughs> there are a ton of ways, especially with the proliferate mechanic, regardless of whether or not it's awesome. Like, Skin Render plus any bunch of Proliferate cards kills all the... Every single bomb. And, you know, you, they're not going to kill you in time at that point. Like, there's... Regardless of the bombs that you get, like, one of the... One of it's the, true. One of the, I know my opponent has Shield Dread in his deck. I'm going to hold my Skin Render until turn 7 so I can Skin Render a Shield Dread and maybe draw Proliferate spells to get him down to nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, look... You know what? You know what? Also, I get, I get kills what you're really saying. Is a three-three flying lifelink. Like that guy's also pretty good. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but there's literally enough like dynamic in the format. Like your two-four dark slick Drake can hold off that three-three flyer. Like just literally, there's so much in this format that just plays against each other. One of the biggest things that I've learned about Limited is that your commons are going to make up 90% of all of your decks, and you have to know what commons... Like, literally, the, the skill and in your pick order is so much more important because that parasitic implant may not look really great just in the abstract, but it's going to kill every single bomb in the format. That, you know, like... There's just a whole bunch... Like, Go for the Throat is so huge in the set because look at all of the non-artifact bombs in the set. Like, that in this new set that comes in is like every single bomb that you're talking about is non-artifact with the exception of Molten Steel Dragon. And you're like, oh, check out this this Go for the Throat that I third-picked in set in, in pack two because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't play it. They're not black. Right. Um, and not those, of, those people who are drafting these ridiculous seven drops and six drops, they also get access to those commons and uncommons. Right. So like, like yeah, it, it's very it's, it's which is why it's so balanced. I, I feel like it's very skill intensive, in the sense that like you are forced to play like you're forced to play or, like you have to draft like a nuts deck against certain decks. Like if they just get like 
Like they just rip six drop, six drop, six drop out of their decks. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, okay, like great. Like and I feel like it's a lot easier to draft some like ridiculous big drop in the new set because like there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like those dudes are like the big dudes are really good. I, I get that they're all right. I, I don't think the chancellors really fit into the category. I think you're wrong. I think the draft the, the format is slow enough that. You're gonna get to a turn seven, and the turn sevens are really hard to kill. I mean, like can't. before, like you bo- you could kill bombs because you were getting like your turn to slugs took care of them. Like you're like you, like you said, the, the go for the throws took care of them and stuff yeah. like that. Like now, like the go for throw still takes care of them, but it's just like your your kind of go to bomb killer like of turn to slug just doesn't do it anymore. Like you're it's like oh we got dismember now too. It's like yeah that also doesn't do it. Like but you're you're basing your limited. Like judgment here off of rare cards that you might not right. get, and everybody else also has. No, no. no. What I'm judging it, basing it on is that there seems to be a lot more of them in this. Set. I mean, there's a lot more, but Tumble Magnet still does the same thing Tumble Magnet always did, right? Fair enough. I mean, Blighted Agent is just as good as the Praetors to me. I mean, I can drop him on turn two. I'm beating him for damage, and by the time you drop your Praetor, it doesn't really fucking matter because. My proliferate card is going to proliferate the negative one, negative one counters. It's also <coughs> going to kill you at that point. In fact, yeah. I understand what you're saying. And and I'm, I'm, I don't want to naysay it so much, but it seems like the big drops seem like really bomby in this set. They are bomby, but you've also got Volition Reigns going around. And Corrupted Conscience is also just thwart your whole plan. Like they're, And Enslave in the new set, too. Like Literally everything balances really well. It's a, It's a really healthy limited format to me. I, you have to be skill intensive. You have to be a good player to win. Well, good. That's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah, the, 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 the days of Bant Infect are no longer here, right? <laughs> we can't win with Bant Infect anymore. <laughs> I last. I, I mean, I did really well at the last draft. I'm not always going to get so lucky to get past an Enslave and a Life's Finale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your favorite constructed deck, Kazzy? What's my favorite constructed deck? Like, as far as type 2 in if the format? If you can pick any color combination, what are you going to play? I don't even know. I hear you talk about blue-white a lot. So do you play control a lot? I play control a lot, okay. yeah. For the last four years, Limited's been complete and total shit. I, uh, Dude, for the, for the, I, la- the last four years, Limited's been who gets the biggest creature wins. You, I, can't, I'm the same fucking, page. <laughs> you can't fucking beat a Primeval Titan. This current format is not that. <coughs> Learn to draft a deck. Draft a theme deck. Your cards don't have to be better than them. If I can draft three unblockable guys, two of the little 2-1 Neurot guys, some burn, some flying, and some evasion, you are going to lose. You will never make it to seven drops. I'm going to draft three or four counter spells, little two blue, you lose one but life. But I also get to take removal. I understand. You can take all the removal you want. You draft theme decks now, not cards. For the last four years, it's been, let me do this card analysis this fucking card's amazing. I'm going to play it because I got it, opened it in my pack, and I beat you with it. Right. Because everyone can identify this fucking card's good. Who's retarded enough to not understand that Inferno Titan's the fucking nuts? Right. So instead now, people can't realize, oh, Blister Grub plus Volshock whatever plus 2 plus O guy plus Flesh Allergy plus unfavorable combat trades with my Gavalier and three other small creatures, the turn I'm going to flesh allergy is going to kill you and you're never going to make it to turn six because it's actually finally skill intensive again. It's really easy right now to beat bad players. It doesn't matter how many good quote unquote cards they have. If you draft a synergistic deck, it hasn't been that like that for like four years. Since Jitte was printed, since Jitte was printed, it has been 
oh, well, these cards are just better than yours, you lose. Right. Finally, we're in a format where you can actually draft synergistic decks and beat people who just draft good cards. And wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you're forgetting about five color shards of Alara. Uh, get out of here. Um. It was <laughs> It was almost as bad as, oh, you opened a Jitang. Great. Okay, I can't beat... Let me see how many ways I can kill my creatures myself so that you don't get Jitte counters. <laughs> I mean, that was the worst format. This one's pretty close. Or the, the last four years have been pretty close. This one's... It's not so much, man. You just have to draft actual decks. You've got Blue-Red, which is actually an aggro deck. It's actually the fastest deck. Blue-Red and Blue-Black, not Red-White Metalcraft. Red-White Metalcraft and Poison... Got slowed your, down the last season. Red-White Metalcraft yeah. and Poison are your mid-range decks. And then your late game decks are bombs and removal, but the problem everybody else takes removal. So the actual best bombs decks are actually bombs and people who realize to draft all those stupid walls. Right. The 06 wall that does damage, 03 wall that does six damage, the 06 wall, those are all first picks when you're drafting bombs. Right. So, I mean. It actually, I think you just gained six life. No, the no, 03 and it does in, 6 damage to any creature that kills the graveyard. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's okay. 1 in a Phrygian man. I thought it was the other way around, sorry. No. And in addition to that, I know it sounds dumb, but usually you can get about 3 or 4 of those in your rare deck. Then when you open the last pack, because you've got all bomb rares, you actually first or second pick Echo Circlet if you want to step out there, just so you guys know. <laughs> so you can block 2 creatures and then distribute the damage 6 to each. So ridiculous. So, I mean, the different picks become important. I had people play Mirror Battlesphere, Wrath against me. I had somebody turn five and six, the little five fives, where you gain five life when an artifact goes to the graveyard. This doesn't matter. If your deck's better than theirs, you're just going to roll them. And so the format's very, very healthy. It's just people who've gotten into it lately in the last four years get a buy on the fact that, oh, I'm really good. I can win Unlimited because I win Draft every other week. Yeah, because you bust like a Titan or something retarded. Congratulations. John Davis. I'm sitting right so. here. I can hear you. Okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's finally back to where you're not going to beat me because you're bad. I'm so, I, great. You can do good card analysis, but I can play a pile of shit that has a strategy and is synergistic, and I'm going to crush you now. Right. That's finally when it's returned. And, you know, and that's one of the things is traditionally in a three-block set, you can literally just pick the best card out of, you know, in your packs in the three-block set, and you're like, well... Here I just threw this pile of good cards together and I got there. And you just you can't do that in, in New Phyrexia because that does just slow you down just enough. Like literally I was I had a sealed pool that was just good cards. It was literally the entire thing was twenty three good cards and I lost to this guy who was everything in fact, everything proliferate. And he he also had two random bombs. Uh he had lots of bombs. Yeah, well, okay, he had Life's Finale, Contagion, <laughs> Contagion Engine, and Shouldered. And two board sweeps. <laughs> all right. Which is pretty good and limited. I Play, hear. Playing around him with my all good guard deck, it was literally I had all the best four drops, which was I had uh, Oxida Scrap Melter, uh, Skin, Render. Skin Render, and Dark Slick Drake. Like, those are my three favorite four drops in the format, and they were all just Your deck was greedy as shit my deck was the greedy. fact that you didn't get fucking mana screwed every single game well i also opened a rare dual land and my mana was perfect throughout like literally my first my first three turns were all artifact draws and everything else i got from there on in i would just expect to play my mana in the right order like i just built my mana base well enough that it got there and it like you built I, your mana base well enough that you could turn three a double black or turn four a double black turn five a double red like 
I, pretty good man. Yeah. <laughs> you and must turn, be a genius. Turn six, God damn. And turn you six to triple blue. Just win every format ever and just play five color. Well, <laughs> and, and you can laugh all you like. I literally did turn four double black, turn five double red, and turn six triple blue whenever I wanted to. <laughs> Your homework for the week is to brew up a five color deck <laughs> for standard. Like... Okay. I can laugh all I want because... I also had two draw card spells in the deck and one mana fixing card. I understand. So, like, literally, it wasn't just I the mana. Oh, I didn't know you had the mana fixing card. I'm not saying... Like, I, had, I had the Mycosis Wellspring and that, two that draw card effects. One, that one, that one. Like, literally, I just got there off of just card advantage and good cards. I saw your deck. It was sick. It was strong. and But the thing is, like, your bomb versus bomb decks are... They're, they're still... Like, even that matchup, you're, you can still just lose to... Just getting the infect draw. Like, your rock decks are still going to get there because you've got super card advantage in your rock decks because you've got, like, let's say it's poison. You've got corpse cur. You've got morbid plunder. You've got just a whole bunch. There's just Varian tons of... And just, yeah, a lot yeah of, you can't just, a lot of two for one. You can't just one for one or two for one them with, like, a body and a kill effect because, it like, you know, there's so many times where I'm, I'm just using my efficient uh, kill spells take care of their biggest dude because my small guys will just trade or du- or double block because I've got card advantage on them. And they're like, uh, see, even though I'm tapped out, I use this for XC man I plus two plus two on your Grasp of Darkness guy. Guess what? Now he's a 5-6. Uh, your Grasp of Darkness doesn't kill him, and you're screwed. Like, you've literally wasted your turn. Right. That's another thing. Like, Frexy mana is bringing, like, a whole different element to the format of, like, um, like what you can expect like you can you just really just expect the worst case scenario all the time yeah. like it's like Dude, oh hey, they've got nothing untapped but a palladium mirror and yeah. a glimmer point they can't do anything except cast active aggression right <laughs> like they have three colorless mana oh great they just took my creature killed my other creature and now we're uh gut shot good in legacy and draft <laughs> right like what what's the hardest thing for new players to realize in limited uh it takes you forever to realize I mean, a pick order was pretty hard for me, <laughs> I'll be honest. When you're playing a game, that your life is a resource. That's it. The game is long over before you reach zero life. That's just when you stop. Usually someone will establish dominant board position before that point. 20 is just when you stop playing. So Phyrexian Mana is the best aspect of the new set that makes bad players bad and good players good. I watched somebody turn one the uh, 03 wall we were talking about yeah. earlier against me. So I'm thinking, oh, well, they must be going to turn two a Carapace Forger and then turn three a Master's Call so that the Carapace Forger has Metal Craft because the wall's a thing. Right. Turn two, they play to land and pass the turn. I'm You're like, like uh, great. Okay. Turn one play. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, or vice versa. People don't want to pay the life because they're like, oh, well, that's life. Let me wait a turn. Right. So, like, anytime you start adding complexity with life totals, it makes bad players worse and good players worse. And, and that's the thing is a lot of people usually say with magic cards in general, once you start screwing with the mana cost of cards, that screws up the game. Like, it makes combo a passable deck. It makes things really bad for the game. But looking at it, Phyrexian mana is actually kind of beautiful in its simplicity. You, It really does not make... The cards that they produced, at least, does not make uh, anything ultra powerful, but it makes people have to play in a certain way. Like, I'm never, I would play my Porcelain Legionnaires in every deck. 
every single deck that I ever saw that card, I would put it in and pay the two life happily. And regardless, I don't care if it's like a turn 15 top deck, like I'd still pay the two life because my deck had better be good enough to support it. Like you, you can, there's so many different aspects to Phyrexian mana. Like I, there's even uh, that, that uh, one of the, one of my seal pools, I had two pith driller in my seal pool and didn't add them till after the third round. Cause I was like, uh, holy crap! These guys are just insane value in my insane value deck. They were they were donkulous. Yeah, the two four body is like massive. It's it's just insane. And I, I was playing a blue white deck, and I was like, you know what? I'm not playing any swamp, and I have no uh, black mirror, and I still don't care. I'll just pay him for the two life every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like in sealed, it's a lot different too. Like drafting this format is really skill intensive because makes pick orders. Frexy mana makes pick orders. Friggin' insane. Commons, huge, huge in draft. Like, also in sealed, but not as much as draft. You have to think about it, but what makes your pick order, like, different when you're like, uh, this card could be like a two or a four. You know what? Uh, Maybe it's a three this time because I will have to pay the life every time I pick it. But you know what? It's good enough. Always review it as the worst case scenario. Review it as a colorless thing that costs four life and... Three colorless mana. That's how I always view it. Unless you're playing that color as your main color. Yeah, when it's on color, like what do you think about it? Literally, it's only in the first pack. So at that point, you don't really know what colors you're dedicated into in the first pack, unless you get. Well, it's like if you're playing like a really controlly like black blue deck. Like, do you play Pith Driller as a five drop, or you play them as a four drop? Because like then your life matters because you're playing a slow deck, and every piece of you know life matters. And that like, ties right into... Yes, y'all thinking too much. No. <laughs> no just I mean, just pay the two life. We aren't. It's okay. <laughs> you have <And> 20. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. When you're playing a slow controlling deck, you don't. Like, you yeah. have 20 that gets dwindled down pretty fast, and you're going to, like, stabilize at five. Like, you know, when when is paying two life okay? That's something I want to say earlier is, Casby, uh, you were saying... The, the Chancellors and the Praetors, like, you look at them, you're like, first pick them, awesome, and then just build a deck around that. That is a lot easier in this format because you've got all these cards that are just really good, like, control cards that, like, Porcelain Legionnaire could be control or aggro. Like, that guy is just a great blocker, great attacker. Like, uh, Pit Thriller, great blocker, great attacker, just great value card. Like, it's so much easier with that third set to just literally pick whatever the hell you want and make it a control-ish deck. And you could also, if you were a dedicated, like, white-black or white-blue deck, you could pick this dedicated, like, aggro strategy, and it would be the same thing. And you probably still would pay the two life. You don't. Where is that list of viewers shit? Yeah. yeah you see what else? What we have to Let's finish up this cast. We've been here for it. too All long. Right. Start from the top. What All right. So, Calcite Snapper on the board of twin decks. I it's think Calcite Snapper is nuts. Calcite okay, Snapper has always been Why? Good. Because it's a 1-4 Shroud. It finally I've, found, I've I've finally found a control deck. decks like all over Moto. I've got like six blue-white control deck builds it's, online. And various of them have four of Calcite yeah, Snapper. Calcite and Snapper, a lot of decks can't deal with it. That it thing gets, finally yeah. found its deck. That thing gets chump blocked by, by Squadron Ox yeah. really awkward. It's well, finally no, they, found they, they don't block it as a 1-4. And then you sack your fetch land and you're like, take four. Yeah, it finally found its deck to deal damage in. It's a good card. Calcite Snapper's fine. Like you, the the only problem is that they are willing to block it with their Stoneforge Mystic because you're like, 
Okay, guess what? I blocked it. Then I turn it into a 4-1. You're like, okay, put a sword into play. Trade cards, but I get a sword. Suck it. Yeah, that's 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 huge, though. So why the fuck is it in there? I think it's for the mirror. I think I know it's stupid. Maybe I think it's I, I think it's probably for the mirror. It literally you cannot block it with a deceiver exarch. I mean it's, 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 it's pretty it's good. A really it's fast pretty clock good. against yeah, the, it's a the, huge clock. It's, yeah. it's not horrible against aggro either, right? I mean they can't just blow it up. It just sits there and blocks their shit and trades with it a lot. Right, and I mean like it's the same thing that Wall of Omens was awesome against right. uh, Goblin Guide Forever. Yeah. Because the only way, the only card in their deck that was awesome against it was Searing Blaze, and at that point you're like, well, I took the damage, I don't care. Right. Like, I traded for probably two cards because you gave me a land off the top of my deck within two two draw steps. So. Okay. Um, so what's Kyle Snapper in Splinter Twin? Probably against Mono Red. Could be, could be against the Mirror. I'm not 100. Yeah. percent Um, probably not super awesome against Callblade. But, but it is. It, it, be it, it is an answer against Callblade. It does deal with squadrons that are unequipped. If you need spots, I I wouldn't be adverse to put it in. But I wouldn't say that it's like it also it's, it's, it's pretty else, well in front of uh, Stoneforge. Yeah. Too. If nothing else, <laughs> it slows Callblade down long enough to get your combo going, which but, is what you want out of a combo deck. Right. But that's the reason that they play the squadron hawks is because of their evasion and they carry right, the sword. So convertible turbo. That's another thing I'm getting sick of. Like everyone's like Kaga. It's like when I was playing Wall of Omens, they're like, oh that's gross. That's that's awful against Kaga. It's like, you know what? They're often going to mull a hand with a squadron hawk. They will always want a Stoneforge Mystic in their hand if that's what they have the colors. Like they don't always get a Stoneforge Mystic and a hawk in their hand. Right. <laughs> like like No, I get what you're saying. I'm just I mean I'm gotta, gotta be devil's advocate. Uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. right. Okay, so um, convertible turbos is a shit. I mean, he's I, pretty freaking. He's, he's, he's good enough. He's, he's good enough. He's good enough. All right, what else? Uh, Inkbot Nexus and Cobblade. Uh, I don't necessarily like it, and I'm going to be the asshole that says I don't like it. It's not awesome. It's I, it's awesome. David Curley, shout out to you. If you are running dispatch in your deck, try it out. Being mm. able to pull tricks mm. is fine. Mm. I like I like Mutavolt. Um, and Inkbot or is, you can Inkbot just realize that you're playing mm. a very consistent. Fish deck, and that guy doesn't really do anything. I mean, he so. just being, being, being that I don't run dispatch. people die from back from him before. Like if the other you day. all wanted to test out dispatch, running moss and try it out. If you don't want to run dispatch, cut the ink moss. Run in, tech in edges. The same line of argument, keep your keep your mana base consistent. In the same line of argument that Casby had, you know, ink Nexus early when they don't don't have the squadron hawk. Is pretty dirty. All that deck like, cares about is connect. All it wants to do is just connect with a sword once. Like that's it. Doesn't even. I don't think it really cares particularly like which a, sword it is. I mean, it's just a fifth evasion creature. Yeah. And one piece actually early. makes Ink Moth Nexus better because now you're like, well, I'm still gonna get to redirect and kill Planeswalker, still be able to deal you like damage. Right. You know, it, you know and it ha- like it's it's not it's not super. awesome Yeah, it's not or super great. I don't which is agree why with the, only one. I don't yeah. agree with the list that ran like four. There were lists that ran like four or something which at the last retarded. open, which is retarded. But I mean, it's Mutavolt, and yeah, it's a different type of damage. But <laughs> it's I, I like it. It's okay. It's absolutely. I run it. I run it blue white. We'll move on for that. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to talk about how awesome Spellskite is. Yeah, like, he's awesome. Really, we already did that. Um, we, have a, we have a we have a note for no legacy. Uh, no legacy. There yeah. was uh, there was a request request again this week. <laughs> everyone, for just, everyone just scoops into that format anyway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing about legacies. Uh, what they're Furnace trying Camp, to say. I think Furnace Camp is a real card. I think Furnace Camp is a real card. I do not. I don't think I'd ever want to play that over Goblin Guide. I would uh, never I would play, play that card. Yeah. If you play it with Killing Fiend, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, <apparently. laughs> um, I think is... that's 
I think there's there's some aggressive red decks out there that just getting in four damage is Fine. a thing. Mm. Like to say like I still I, I still take my stance that I just never play that card. And right. literally I don't think that Fine. I don't I'll think Mono Red has space and lose for that card. Yeah, with it. There's no <laughs> way that Mono Red has space for that card. Is that card better than is it a goblin or an elemental? It's an elemental, I think. Uh, is it? I don't even I mean, know. It's I, could, I guess. Have like, you seen the picture? There's no way that things are freaking goblins. I've, I do. I, I don't play. I never play red. <laughs> half but, half but, of the body is a, is a heard, giant heard, gaping maw. I heard scamp, and all the goblins are giant gaping maws in New Phyrexia. Everything, everything Phyrexian is a giant no, gaping fucking maw. Have no, you seen the Sea Phyrex arc before Beast of Fin? <laughs> Beast well, of Fin. How about? In case nobody's pointed out, Beast of Fin's a house. And you've got the Tide Creel guarantee here that I'm going to find a deck to fit Beast within it and stand it as going to be a beast. Look out for it, everybody. Is it is it also going to include Garrick? Fre- it's going to include Garrick, and it's going to include Obliterator. <laughs> and sick. Gatekeeper in the same deck with and, four prophetic prisons just for Chris Burns. And also Lightning Bolts? Oh, God. No, no, no bolts. Bolts, no, bolts were on the board. What's the red spells? Momento. <laughs> <laughs> Todd is going deep in the tank. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's, he's got, he's got. Be careful! Don't, don't say too much of it over the podcast. So you don't I don't want to spoil it. anything. Yeah. But Jerry Teal has swiped your idea. But Manic Vandal is a good, good choice because Callblade's so big right now. It's true. Oh gosh, so good, so good, so bad. So You're fired. This out. <laughs> Edit this out. Uh, viable Agrodex. Um, I'm gonna need John Davis to chime in on this one too. Um, all right, what I think. Uh, red, red, black vampires is a good deck. It's a real deck. It's very consistent and it's just blows up in your face a lot. Um, I think elves is very good right now in the metagame where everyone dropped their day of judgments and Gideons. Um, I think Boros may actually make a decent resurgence if everyone continues to not play day of judgment and Gideon in their main deck. I think that's, that was a real deck and. They stop playing days and stop playing Gideons. Does that deck have any just any shot? Don't, against... don't take this. Don't take this week at Orlando as the metagame. This is the, the, everyone metagamed their decks right now. Like literally, this is not the be all end all metagame. People are going to put their Gideons back in. Yeah. That's for friggin' sure. As long as everyone's net decking and just playing the exact same list that they see from the week before. Well, you can be well, pretty sure that most deck, people aren't going to have Gideons and Days in their deck. If you, deck if you sit across from, like, Jerry T or Lewis Alaskan or something like that, okay, you'll probably have to take into account that they're a good enough player to realize that they're going to make their deck accordingly. Just, I mean, you know, but if you're sitting against any Tom, Dick, or Harry who doesn't, you know, you're just going to assume that they net deck. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you net deck that Dark Blade and take out your local FNM, you're going gonna, you're gonna to lose. Because your two little chases don't do anything against your guy playing Mono Green Elves against you. And you're like, I don't have Days or Gideons. I only have my Go for those to live off of, and I just die. Like, I think not, that will happen. And people are then when that happens, people are going to be like, well, I'm going to go back to... Uh, I, I wasn't done. Okay. Mono Green um, you, Red Deck wins... I don't think it's a real deck. No. no. Um, Sad. Skull. It, it just before it used to be able to kind of compete with Cobblade. Now I just I don't think it has a chance with the with the new sword. No. Uh, chime in, chime in. What's the worst thing for red decks? Life gain. Right. How about unblockable creatures with life gain? It's fucking over. <laughs> no, no, not only unblockable, but also can't be bolted. Yeah, unblockable can't be bolted. You automatically lose. Yeah. It's it's horrible. Uh, tempered Steel, I think, is a real deck. Tempered Steel is an yeah. amazing deck. Tempered Steel is, is really cheap dudes that come down really fast, and then on turn two, they're really big creatures. 
Whee! That came down on turn one, and they smash your face. So, so it's like turn three, to... turn four wins I pretty consistently. If you want to make people cry at your FNM or anywhere, just play Tempered Seal. Exactly. Solidability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for four turns. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're all screwed here. Uh, so, guys, uh, Beer of the Week, Golden Monkey, vic- by Victory. Um, a magical, mystical monkey whose golden soul glows with the wisdom of the ages. This warming, <laughs> flavored ale is rich in the spirited tradition of Belgian-inspired brewing. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever read on a like beer bar. Bear sounds like the description of one of my porns. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Our golden monkey is both playfully delightful and profoundly satisfying. Well, now it just sounds like some weird, like, Jeffrey Dahmer shit. <laughs> Oh boy, this is like it's like a spicy beer. You ever had spicy beer before? It's pretty gross. It's it's pretty strange to say the least. Let's go get a Budweiser. 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 That's Put it. some cinnamons in it. Some cinnamons. No, for real though, like it's it's pretty like I like it. I think it's pretty tasty. However, the smell is revolting at first, <laughs> and like it, it's absolutely an acquired taste. It literally smells like Bigfoot stick. It does actually. Greg Miller High Life, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Get you drunk. Get you want, right? And it doesn't make your tongue tingle the first three times you drink it. So. <laughs> they, they pay you, what, like 20 bucks every time you drop that? Every time you say that? Miller? Something like that. That's why I'm a millionaire. <laughs> the guy who used to work for Bush? <laughs> it, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Anheuser Busch. It's Anheuser Busch. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't concern myself with formalities. <laughs> I work for Budweiser. <laughs> I deliver Budweiser. I never delivered a twelve pack of Bush on my trucks. Regardless. I like my <laughs> Regardless of the random, like acquired taste <laughs> ridiculousness of this beer, these guys do get to call themselves the Brewmaster of Victory. It's literally on the bottle, like. I think I want to drink this for the rest of my life so I can drink from the Brewmasters of Victory. And it sounds it's awesome. like licking Bigfoot's dick. It is. And I would continue to do that to be victorious. <laughs> We're all about results here on Scrubland. And yeah. the secret comes out. How Chris Burroughs always gets to the finals of states. He licks Bigfoot's dick. That's how you get there. Uh, don't, again, don't try this at home, kids. Uh, you can. <laughs> if you find a Bigfoot, do whatever the fuck you want, man. Good luck. By all means, lick his dick. <laughs> because I mean, what, what is Bigfoot going to do? Is he going to tell his friends about it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Like, this weird little shit just came up and licked my dick. I didn't know what to do. I just stood there, dumbfounded, staring at the little shit. Uh, he just smiled at me with that goofy-ass grin. And ran away laughing. Well, uh, as always, you can contact Scrubland at Scrubland Podcast on Facebook.com or Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and your bad deck list and your good deck list, too, because you want to steal them and add um, to them. You know what? All the road. Casby Burrows, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. We'll Talk miss you real. terribly every week from here uh, on in. <laughs> every week, because you'll never be on again. <laughs> that was the joke. Oh, yeah? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, bye.
pour, euh, pour muser.